All right. Three, two, one. I don't, I don't know when this happened. I just, it probably caught me going, oh. That's the first thing. Oh, goody, goody. So I'm just, I'm waiting. Can I push the button, Mom? I want to push the button. Can I push the elevator button? <laughs> I used to pick up you guys. When you guys were little, I used to pick you up and you would do the ATM machine for me. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you remember that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> little kids just want to help. Yes. I saw videos. I've seen videos of like kids with dustpans, you know, holding the dustpan from Mom, then missing the trash can when trying to dump it. Yeah, yeah. You know, kids, kids, kids are dumb. Kids are oh, real dumb. Kids are not coordinated very well sometimes. <laughs> kids are very untrained. Then <laughs> kids have no training. They don't know how to use their little bodies. They don't know how to use their little minds. That's why good parents are very important. Good parents like Esme. Good Well, can't say she's a bad mother. Did I you mean, press ten yet? Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Here. Ten. <laughs> Hey, everybody, get on out of that that waiting room. Come on, climb into the elevator, folks. We got a lot to talk about. Big week on General Hospital this week. So we're going to go all the way up to the 10th floor. And when you step off the elevator, you're going to look to the left, and you're going to see Curtis being wheeled into an OR. <coughs> Good luck, Curtis. I hope this experimental procedure with, like, 1% success works for you. I know. I was surprised at that when they... I'm in... Dang, girl, you're going to give him that little bit of it, little bit of knowledge well, as they wheel him in? We've done it 25 times, them. and it's worked twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you look to the right at the nurse's station, everybody is huddled around um, talking about a memorial that they had just attended uh, in, in their off time that the board of directors was so gracious to allow them on the 10th floor to uh, have a couple of hours to go say goodbye to somebody important to them in their lives. As we uh, we had Bobby's funeral and aftermath. Bobby's this week. funeral, yeah. We had like, well, Bobby's funeral. Even though the actual funeral was only two days, but that Bob, the Bobby, there was four days. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of Bobby talk. So there was a lead up to it. There was yes. the actual. Well, so like the ceremony of the funeral was only like half that first episode. Mm -hmm. We really only got to see like Charlie's eulogy. You know, they brought yeah. the body in, well, people were sad, people were showing up, talk, 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 Carly's eulogy, and then we went to the wake. And wasn't it interesting, too, they did that, they did that real old-fashioned with uh, with Paul Bears and everything. Yeah. You know, they don't usually do oh, that in yes. soap operas. Typically, in soap operas, you got a big, very nice portrait of the person up front. Yeah. And folks talking. Yeah, yeah, maybe a closed casket in mm -hmm. front of a large portrait. But to actual like carry the coffin in to have that part of the ceremony. Yeah, yeah, that's that's new. Yeah. And it was it was um excuse me. Lucas. It was Lucas. I saw Drew. Felix. 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 Drew. Michael. And two other people. Others. And two other folks. Uh and then a little Wiley was underneath. You just couldn't see him in the shot, but he was holding it from under on the bottom. <laughs> It's terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they brought the they brought you know they brought the casket in. Uh, people yeah. were sad, you know. They had the standing moment. It was it was the honor. It was the march. It was it was it was it was, it was the cast, um, you know, offering their farewells to Jackie in that I moment. You, I tell you what, Spencer was a Paul Bear. I came to all the actors and their portrayal. They were all excellent. But Lynn Herring's pain yeah. was 
so genuinely real. To play on-screen enemies, but be such close friends in real life, is a unique treat for an actor. To be able so. to eat up that rivalry and have so much fun playing it, and then turn yes. that around and be able to have so much fun with the actor that you are standing opposite stage with. Yes. I would love to be able to just have Lynn Herring on the show to talk about that. I, I, I agree. And you know, when we went to the, you guys, when we went to the convention, that was in June. Well, it had only been, um, Jackie had only been past five, six weeks. Yeah, it was like a month. Yeah, like a month when we went to the convention. So, and when Lynn was there. And she talked about her quite a bit. Yeah. And um, those girls were BFFs. They were ride and die girls. Yeah, I think Nola Hughes and, and uh, Lynn Herring both did the Remembering Jackie panel. Yes. And the, you, man, it, it, it was very touching. So yes. um, the Lucy Coe we saw, yeah, Lynn Herring we saw, um, you know, with all her scenes, especially the, the one with Tracy. Um, so poignant. Yeah. Yes, oh, yes. No. I love, you know, Troy's been coming up and saying, hey, tonight, today we're, 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 we're putting it on hold. Yep. For Bobby. For Bobby. For Bobby. Yes. You know, we're not going to ruin this funeral with our cat fighting. We can, we can hold off until the next time we see each other. They're ripping to each other once again. Yeah. And it was, and it was Tracy that initiated that. Yes. Yes. You know, Tracy being. so counter the culture one. for Tracy. <laughs> they had this moment with Tracy. I don't know if it was this week or last week. I think it was this week. Um, where, I don't know, like, they were fighting, the Quartermains were fighting, it was Brooklyn and Chase and Tracy mm -hmm. and, and maybe Lois or so, I don't know exactly what it was, but Tracy was, was, was just being B-wordy, just being B-wordy <laughs> to this other yep. character, and then afterwards, there was this really loving and touching moment between Brooklyn and Tracy. I wish I could remember the details of this. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you can all you then they also gave it like Chase's perspective where like this was the strangest thing that I had ever just seen. Uh and then I think that's that... when they were fighting over when they were fighting over at um uh, at at um the deception. They were fighting. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, we're and then and then Brooklyn was like, You don't talk to my granny that way. Uh yeah. But regardless of the Lucy. circumstance, they, they, they gave us this opportunity to show the Quartermains in the fact that they love to fight with each other. But in that next moment, they will turn around and, and just hug and love one another. <laughs> and that's something that I mean, they, they did a really good job of, of flashing back to that with Alan and Emily scenes in the, uh, the special that they had. Mm -hmm. Where he's explaining who the Quartermains are. Yes, to little Emily. Are you sure you want to be one of us, babe? <laughs> like even before that, like them sitting outside and he's like, listen, we fight. We 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 gather ammunition. And you gather mm -hmm. arguments. Yes. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly it. But no family will band together like we do. Right. And so you in in these moments, it, all of that to explain and to say, in these moments, that's where that that that, that quarter main heart comes out, where Tracy is the bigger person. The quarter mains can be the bigger people if they choose to be. Yeah, yeah, and the court, their quarter mains are pretty much, you know, it, it's our, it's our job to treat each other like shit. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what we do. Okay, and that's how we make our, each other do. tough. All right, yeah. that's how we build up that armor to the outside. <laughs> is because if we can take it from our family, we can definitely take it from you. Yeah, and that might have a, yeah. have a part of it too. That that could have just been Edward's parenting strategy. Listen, <laughs> if I need all these kids to the point where they have the thickest skin in the world, then they'll be able to do anything. Ooh, it's a strategy. It's an old school strategy, but it's a strategy. I, mean, I had 
kind of I kind of had that mentality with my little brother at one point. You know, it was like, uh, you guys don't touch him. It's my job to kick his ass. (laughs) (laughs) You keep him fresh for me. I want him in top form. All right. I can't beat him when he's already injured. That's not a victory. Oh, that won't be any fun at all. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if the audience can notice, Ma, but I have new glasses finally. I saw you. They look very similar to my old ones, but they're bigger. They're a little bit bigger. And they they, they sit a little lower on my nose, so that's interesting. I got to bump them up somehow. But then I don't like those little new nose boosters. No, they look ugly. They look stupid. So I just need to figure out how to just, you know, just a little bit. Those, those frames are probably just a tad bit wider than your old ones. Maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know exactly, but, but, you know, I I got them from a cheapo website. So what I can do is like go to the optometrist and be like, these are my glasses. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend more than $100. (laughs) Give me something better, similar that fits a little better. Anyway. Good luck with that one. <laughs> uh, the sit- they're uh, sitting on my nose, Kaiwan says, uh, and not looking slightly not and no, it's not looking slight that uh, something about my nose looking smaller. <laughs> okay, with these glasses, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. One time in in uh, in 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 high school, somebody said that I had a big bulbous nose, and I think they were just making it up. I don't think I have a big bulbous nose, do you, Mom? It sat with don't me. Don't have a big bulbous. It sat nose. with me. Okay. Well, you know what? For decades, I, I have, I have, I have the same thing, and I know exactly where I was. <laughs> and you have to be a certain generation to even know who this is. But I was like in the seventh grade, and someone told me, "I think Carl Mog- Mogden is your uncle. You have the same nose. <laughs> you know who that is? I, I don't. The streets of San Francisco. <laughs> it was a man that had the nose looked like a freaking growth. Okay. I know who Gerard Depardieu is. Well, this guy had a different, more like a W.C. Fields kind of nose. Just, 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 well, well, a, you, you, you don't know, have a, nose. you, you don't have a big nose. bulbous nose. A bulbous nose. You've got a wonderful nose. you got my mom's nose is what you got. Your nose is exactly, your nose is a cross between me and your dad's exactly. It looks like you, a big triangle. Not, you, know, you don't have, I look like you a don't have this, you don't have this like I do. You have the broadness of mine, but your nose is straight like your dad's. And mine's a little <laughs> bit of a slope. Hey, Jeannie. How's it going? You know, I haven't read names. Cindis is here. Melissa is here. Everybody's in this elevator with us as we became self-conscious about our faces. Taiwan um, <laughs> uh, is here. Carolyn. Hello, Carolyn. Jeannie has stepped through. Hello, Liz. Hi, everybody. Good Jeannie morning. Do, Good so afternoon. I don't know if that means she's got a big bulbous nose or not, but... You know, what we can do is we could just lock arms with Big Nose Club. You know, that's what we'll but, do. But isn't it interesting, though? It's too bad, but, you know, people can say some, about? people say one little thing to you and you're, you're you know, and you, you don't forget it. Like being called champ. That's how we related back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 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 you know, funeral, wonderful. You know, the actual process, the pallbearers, the eulogy that we got from Carly. Um, the, I, I even Laura liked... didn't Laura give that? Didn't Laura get Laura gave one too? Maybe I missed it. Maybe I was only paying half attention, or maybe it was it was or maybe it was only listening, and I thought I was hearing Carly, and I was hearing Laura. 
I think it was Laura, honey. Okay, well, then Laura did it. And also, at the same time, Laura Wright and then Laura the character sometimes get blended in my brain for no Me reason. Me too! For absolutely no reason. Sometimes somebody will say Laura, and I will think they're talking about Carly. And there's no reason for that whatsoever. Me too! And I don't do that with any other character. I don't yeah. get Laura and Jeannie mixed up. No, not at all. Not at all. But I get Laura and Carly mixed up. It's very strange. It's very, very strange. But it happens to me, too. So I, I was hearing Laura's voice and thinking it was Carly this whole time, like a dum-dum. This is what I get for, for watching soaps and doing dishes at the same time. I need to get a little TV set up in the kitchen like my Grandma Lou had. Yeah, she did have that, didn't she? A little white TV just underneath the, can the counter? Yes, right there in the corner. So I can do the dishes and watch my all my children? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what a life to have lived in a time with that sort of tech. Well, now, now they just have TVs on the on the fridge themselves. Yeah, and now most homes, though, like newer homes, something that's you know built in the last twenty years, more than likely your television is viewable from your kitchen because of great the, the, the open open space platform, open concept build. Yeah, that's that's very big. The open concept. Yeah, whereas before, you know, the kitchen was pretty separate. Very nicely. Well, if you had like that that bar slot in the kitchen that opened up into the family room, like in series. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, or or yeah. Union City with that half wall that led into the hallway for some reason. Yeah, half wall, not not into the dining room, no, no, but into the hallway. Yes, because why not? Yes, we used that wall for nothing. No, it was something to lean on when you talk to somebody in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> there was no decoration. Maybe Christmas time, something went up on it. Well, it was it was so narrow. There's really nothing you could use with you. And people for. walked up and down that hallway so much. You were bound. We couldn't even keep picture frames on the wall because we would hit them with our shoulders. There's no way we would not knick knacks off of that thing. My God, <laughs> what is it that we're talking about this week? <laughs> I don't know. I don't we are know. so I don't like know. huge week of General Hospital. Big honor of a character that's passed away, an actor that sadly left us. Big <clears throat> big moments, memories, flashbacks. We had Lucas come into town. We had adult BJ come through, and we are talking about the architecture of a house I grew up in. Yeah. Welcome to well, the tenth floor, folks. This the old days, man. I don't know. So, um. <laughs> Uh, I I loved all of Bobby's stuff. It was it was um, but it was hard. It was a little bit hard for me. And I mentioned this last week because man, I sure made me cry, and it just made me miss my own mother so much. Yeah, yeah, miss her already so much. But Gosh. just having that on my screen mm -hmm. put me back there as well. Put me in my <laughs> own screen, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know, and then watching them in theirs, mm -hmm. it, and watching um, Laura Wright Carly. In the grief of her mother. Yes, uh, it was it was very touching. I thought General Hospital. I thought ABC General Hospital. I thought Frank did a great job. I Frank really. Valentini, I think Elizabeth Corte is uh, who wrote it. Is what uh, Angela was saying to us last week. It was, was just lovely. Long term historian writer, uh, kind of a de facto third head writer unofficially for the show. Elizabeth mm -hmm. Corte um and so yeah it was it was it really was great and I so I, I enjoyed seeing Lucas I think Lucas was was he I think he had plenty of time to shine you know well, he, he, he can't have very many spoken words on the show though did he he didn't know I mean but what he had to do was was important 
Yes. And I the, agree. the whole thing too. So you know, there, of course, you know, anytime GH does something, there's there's criticism. Uh, Lucas didn't do enough of this. There wasn't enough flashbacks of that. This, that, the other. You know what I mean? Um, I think for the most part, there has been more positive reaction than negative. But the negative reaction is out there, and it's worth exploring. Lucas, for example, they brought him in. He didn't do too much, but he did, in my estimation, enough. Because this isn't about Lucas. Right. It's not about... Well, Lucas is back in time. What has he been up to? Who's his boyfriend? What's his life been like? Uh, What are his deepest and darkest feelings about these very specific moments that some members of the audience don't remember or never saw? Um, Mm -hmm. Like, that's not... That's not the... That's not what we're going to be spending time on. But I thought... I thought that the conversation he... The one conversation, you know, that was at some length at all that he had, Mm -hmm. I thought it was appropriate that it would be with uh, Felix. Yeah, yeah. Felix, they do have a history. They, yes, they do. They do, and they and they, they had that. You know, they had they had him come in, and he, he interacted with the uh, major characters that he had been friends with or family with. Or he mm-hmm. ta- didn't he talk to Sam some right? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely talked with Carly. I feel like they were in the same scene together because I remember <clears throat> I remember there was maybe just it was him talking to Carly. I don't know, but he there's something about this actor <clears throat> Ryan Carnes. Mm-hmm. with that hairstyle that they gave him this time because it was down rather than up mm-hmm. it used to be up mm-hmm. with it down and soft and at mm-hmm. that color he looks mm-hmm. so much like will devry's son i could see that if you were to put them yeah. side by side especially when yeah. julian had his hair a little bit longer when he was like uh-huh. charlie's and he was a little more I'm, I'm a man of the, the soil or whatever you know yeah when he was with uh when he was uh with kim i think with a with what's her name, right? Kim, right? Yes. Yeah. Kim uh, but if you were to put them side by side, they look, in my in my estimation at least, a lot like father and son. And so that was cool. That is that cool. cool. Uh, Melissa says that um, Lucas was impactful even with smaller scenes. And that that's the thing. He was meant I to agree. have impact on the memorial. He was meant to have impact on... Uh, right. the, the you know Bobby's uh, legacy, uh, and his biggest impact, his biggest contribution to the show was where he basically paved the path for the BJ revelation. Yes, because if it wasn't for him telling the story about being called champ and all that kind of stuff, then that moment at the end really couldn't have happened. Because unless you were watching, you right. wouldn't have known that. Right. Yeah. And that was that when when she turned around and, and said to him, champ, um, boy, there was a realization in his eyes for sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know where Chandra is. She's just not here this week. And I tell you, I tell you what, you know, I've never been a huge Elizabeth Weber fan. The character of Elizabeth Weber's never been my favorite. But boy, oh boy. The way they utilized the character of Elizabeth through the Bobby thing was Excellent. Excellent. And I see, I, you know, because Bobby wasn't perfect. No. Bobby wasn't a perfect person, but she, but she was a caretaker and she had a gentle side and she, and she was an advocate of humanity. And I see Elizabeth that way now too. She's not perfect. No. Neither was Bobby. No. Made mistakes. But I, I remember, but, I mean, they, 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 but, they, but at the core, at yes. the core of who they are, they're empathetic, good soul. Yes. Yes. Right? And that, that was the, that was, that was the whole thing about Barbara Jean Spencer, right? 
is that she was good and she was positive. Mm-hmm. But not a pushover. But not a pushover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Elizabeth stuff was good. I mean, for those who have been watching, for those who had seen, like, for those who had seen that stuff, great. Because it really does bring back all of those memories and all of those feelings that you had when you were originally watching this, the, the story play through. And I remember that one. They were talking about the post-SA, uh, um, uh, uh, all that kind of stuff, where Bobby was really there for her to help her pick up her life and put together the pieces. Bobby was there. Uh, Laura was there, big time. Those two women was really mm-hmm. there to help Elizabeth. I remember that because I was, I don't know, nine years old or whatever, catching bits of this um, mm-hmm. as it played through the summer or whatever reason why I was able to have access to the show at, at <clears throat> two o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I remember. Uh, but then also things like Robert, you know, Robert's memories and Robert's flashbacks and mm-hmm. and, and Anna's and conversation and Felicia stuff. You know, I didn't see any of the BJ um in the school bus accident mm-hmm. stuff. I've only been able to flashback to that. So I don't have original memories. I tell but, you, it's, Oh my it's God. But it was just also good. And like when Maxie was saying that, you know, she, she doesn't remember, but she, she feels like, like that Tony, she could feel that she dreams and she could feel the weight of Tony's head on her chest as a child. Yeah. Well, I remember that scene very, very well. And to tie that in today, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it was just so pointed and so good. Super I good. I loved all of it. I tell you, it made me an emotional mess, but I sure loved how they... I think this has been the best job General Hospitals ever had of honoring a character or an actor. Wow, best job. Yeah, I mean, people, it's, it's like, uh, you know, some, some of the detractors, I guess they just wished that it was an unbroken, dedicated, two solid, you know, uh, 180 minutes of just speaking about Bobby. But that's just going to somebody's funeral. That's not good TV. What is good TV is closing the loop on Bobby Spencer. She came in as a then-called teenage prostitute. Yes. And the last thing that we're doing with that character is showing her doing good work in getting people out of that life and redirecting it, re-exploring um, it in a very minor degree and calling it what it really was. And calling it what it was really was, yes. Major and, victimization. And even, and even though, you know, it's not like they made a huge deal out of it, but at the same time, they didn't let Aunt Ruby and Luke off the hook. No. They didn't. No. No, no. They didn't drag them through the mud. They didn't spend 20 minutes saying that they were evil no. people for this, and they don't just, you know, it's, it's a very interesting um, part of the American culture, I guess, you could say, that exists today is abject... Total cancellation. Mm-hmm. Unquestionable, no way out of it. You made this this choice that we see as bad in our eyes. Therefore, you need to go into a corner and die, essentially, mm-hmm. is the reaction. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get that when it came to uh, dealing with Luke and Aunt Ruby's contributions. Because, right. I mean, they, they were full, rounded out people. They did a bad thing. They made a poor choice. They continually made bad choices throughout their lives on the show. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, they were also 
good, generous people who saved the world from an evil, maniacal maniac who wanted to freeze the planet. You, you know, like... It was just, it was just superb. It was just superb. And I, and I love that. And I didn't see that coming. I didn't, you know, that young, that young woman that was the same actress that played BJ. She doesn't look like her. She doesn't look like her childlike self. So she did not look familiar to me at all. No. At all. No. And I don't think anybody else really recognized her without knowing the fact either. Angela Brighton. But, oh, my gosh, that was all my children, Father Clarence moment right there. It was. It was. Melissa says that Ruby taught Bobby how to survive the same way she did. Bobby was fancy Ray Baker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at Ruby, I mean, she was the, she was like a, she was a female pimp. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, uh, no, not a good thing to have done. No. Folks, not a good thing to have done. Not a good thing to have done. Another... And it's not like. And it's not like they tried to, like, they didn't bring it up often, but they didn't try to erase the storyline either. Not no, completely. No, no. Um, Melissa says that Fancy fancy Ray Baker um, started a home just like Bobby uh, had, basically helping trafficked women. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, nice. That's nice. And I guess using one of Sonny's safe houses in Canada is ultimately what that cabin was, because Carly was like, oh, I know where that is. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that's cool. Absolutely. It was and then she also cool. knew, too, I love the fact, I really love the fact that Bobby was just doing it because uh, she knew that if, like, Sonny or somebody were to find out, they'd be like, all right, sounds like a good use of my property. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Sandra says that she knew Brighton right away. Oh, really? Her eyes, they haven't changed. Oh, see, I didn't see it at all. I don't know. I didn't. I've only seen the flashbacks. And honestly, even when Felicia said to her, you have really kind eyes. Honestly, the first flashback I ever saw that had Barbara Jean in it was mm -hmm. Felicia's. Okay. Because every other thing I'd seen was the aftermath of her dead and her parents being sad about it and Maxie in the heart and the... And, and Tony put his head on the chest and oh, not Barbara Jean's heart. And me thinking about what it must have been like to watch this. It was, man, it was powerful is what it was. Because <laughs> we had sick Watching Maxie. that storyline was very powerful. And it was before the internet and, and deep in-depth conversation and spoilers and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so basically you have sick Maxie. You're like, what's going to happen with this poor child? You never expect that there's going to be a bus accident. And then oh. it does, and it's it has to have been rapid. There's no way this was spread across two weeks. It must have been Buck's accident. I don't know if this kid's going to die. This kid's going to die. Now her heart's in Maxie. They had a lot of Maxie suffering before before yeah. bus accident. Yeah. I mean, she was like, um, she's going to die, um, you know, kind of go say your last thing. Mm -hmm. Found a heart. Yeah. But she did a lot of lying in the bed dying first. Building up to that moment, gaining the audience's audience's sympathy. Mm -hmm. And ah. the scene, man, that that was it was very powerful. The scenes between Felicia and Bobby back then, very powerful. Yeah. Very. And uh in these flashbacks they showed like a different one. Because usually they show like, oh no, not Barbara Jean's heart, mm -hmm. you know, as the flashback. But they they've showed a different one, a, a later conversation between mm -hmm. Bobby and 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 Felicia about it and just oh 
And they and they really let us know that you know they 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 told it it was three or four different times where they they show that that's that that's Bobby that was BJ the angel. Yes. yes. You know with the champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all and of this trying to, and then calling the business and trying to find her. Yeah, so they have a so okay, so it's set the stage for so, anybody who didn't see it uh brilliantly uh and inexpensively. Remember, everything costs a dollar, okay? The more people you have in a scene, the more expensive that scene is. So instead of had, having an extended funeral where everybody sits in the pews and everybody has to be there for hours and hours and days after days of watching people go over monologue they did the funeral, and then they, they went this AP route, where mm -hmm. BJ the Angel, posing as an AP reporter, basically mm -hmm. talks to the most important people in Bobby's life to get them to tell her mm -hmm. about Bobby's earthly acts. Yes. About what she meant to her, her it meant to them, uh, all of that. Uh, mm -hmm. And we were able to make it so there was only three actors in the scene, four actors in the scene at the most, um, on a set that's always up, or up a lot, at least. Up a lot. Um, so it, it just and it I can almost made guarantee, production sense. I can almost guarantee you that, that uh, Kelly's is always always put in that same hole. Oh, I'm sure. That is yeah. the Kelly spot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the so, same spot on the soundstage. Yeah, uh, and so and so I, I like I liked the idea. I liked the idea of them coming in one by one to to have their moment where it's not distracted and it's inexpensive and they can do it, um, and just just their moments to to monologue to tell their stories to lead into their flashbacks. I think I thought it was a great little structure. Um, mm -hmm. It was very entertaining, and everybody had their moment. Uh, everybody that was important to Bobby or had an extended history with. Bobby had their moments. Anybody that was available. I least. tell you, the one the most powerful, the most powerful line for me was, and I don't even remember who told her this, was telling was telling it to Carly that um she loves you and and she still does. Yeah. She still does. Powerful. Um, I think that they did a great job of doing that. Who is this Angela Brighton thing? Uh, well enough um plus with the two days oh this was brilliant too because they understand how the internet works you are being manipulated by disney because they they know you people okay they know you so well mm -hmm. first episode didn't have robert and anna in it and so people had a had a conniption fit they were the first scene of the second episode yeah they were huh because they knew that people were gonna be like where were they and then they gave it to them right away with a little wink telling you to shut up <laughs> um, on, on that too, we had two days of Angela Brighton, so that was enough time for people to look up who this person is or recognize her eyes and say, yeah, I never that's did. BJ. Yeah. You, if you went on Twitter, you knew that people were like, that's BJ, that's the actor who plays BJ, because people were like, how come BJ wasn't a part of this? Not realizing <laughs> yeah. that we're having a whole second episode dedicated to what's going on. Ah. Why wasn't BJ was... a part of this, was the question. The oh. answer was, she is. That's that that AP reporter who told them about the human trafficking. That's the actress who played Barbara Jean. Oh, wow, yeah. that's good. Oh, great. Oh, I'm glad that they included her in some way. I wish she played BJ, though. You know what I would have done, they said? I would have made her the angel of BJ. And mm. lo and behold, the next episode, <laughs> we get all of that. Yeah. They play in you, Twitter. They play in you. <laughs> oh it was good it uh, so, was so good. yeah we get all that and then finally the champ 
And um, some somebody I also saw somebody comment. I don't understand. I don't understand how they uh, how they realized it was BJ. How did mm-hmm. Maxie know? How did Felicia know? Mm-hmm. And my answer to them was when she said champ, she fluttered off back to heaven and touched their little hearts some way. I think so. It was so good. It really was. It really was. So to lead up to that champ, um, Ryan Carnes, uh, excellent and just home run with his, 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 his realization mm-hmm. is just absolute stopping and like, by the time he looks, she's gone. Yeah. Then we get over to Maxie and Felicia, which I didn't expect. I thought we were just going to have that quick little mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. But really, like, Christina Wagner, I know that you sometimes have issues when it comes to, like, her her, her high-pitched kind of baby talk a little bit. I tell you but what. she is, um, my God. Oh, I She crawled I into my heart. I agree with you. Okay. Christina Wagner has jumped back in her, in her it's, I think it's a lot to do with material, actually. Mm-hmm. A lot to do with material. They weren't giving Felicia much for a while, and there wasn't a whole lot for her to play. Right. She's been kicking ass ever since she knocked the tar out of Peter and killed him. Really? Yeah. Like, really? Um, that, <laughs> the moment just... So, so the Maxi thing was one thing, you know. Like, I, I liked it. I liked what they did with her, and she, um, you know, this this moment, you know, where this is where she felt felt BJ. This is where she realized that she had just spent like the last twenty four hours with her sister, yeah, with her with her heart sister, essentially yeah, with her heart sister, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, somebody that she would have been very close to had they uh, grown up together. Uh, the person literally responsible for the life that that Maxie is living today, um, and so so th- this this was all I needed from her, and pretty much that's what we got. Oh my God, PJ, like that was good. Christina Wagner, Felicia, the flashback, the expression of understanding, incredible joy, and also like heartbreak all at the same time. Yes. Where she was like, I spent so I spent this time with BJ, didn't realize it was BJ, but then it came on like crashing. Like Christina Wagner, come on to the tenth floor so I can ask you one question. How <laughs> did you play that moment? Because so submit good. it. Submit it to a reel. Yeah, you know, you know, and 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 yeah. Uh unfortunately, um, and I don't know how much of a method actor she is, but boy, she got some real heartache she could tap into in that area. I mean, yeah, but not like, but it's different though, because she wasn't crushed, you know? It's not like, oh my gosh, I just lost somebody. Mm-hmm. This was, this was like the, 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 oh, I've been touched by an angel. Everything's going to be okay. Type it of, is, yeah, it's so good. Oh, just, man, it's just, it's super good. It was super, super good. What are people saying? When she called Lucas it Champ? Was. Yes, yes, yes. Tristan sounded like he had lost his voice. Um, Jeannie says, yeah, he did sound a little sick, didn't he? Whatever. <laughs> uh, can you imagine being Christina Wagner's mother and the way that toddler played her parents with that skill? I don't understand what that means, Melissa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was touched by an angel in a highway to heaven scene, says Jeannie. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, and the Melissa, 
But at the same time, though, so much more poignant, though, because we've all been watching it for decades. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then Melissa brings up um, the the um, Felicia Carly uh, little mini adventure that they go on. Um, mm -hmm. so, Which didn't know, last nearly as long as I thought it would. I, you know, they weren't going for long. No, they were right back in town real quick. You know, they, they were going for let, let's 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 contain this. Let us yes. let us do this in these episodes that we've allotted. We don't. I mean, when it comes down to it, they sort of had to insert this into the schedule, you know. <laughs> and I, I thought it was beautifully written that they, that they had, uh, that they had Carly go finish what her mother had started mm -hmm. with this one particular woman that was yeah. hiding. Yeah, to have her go and you know just, just finish it. Oh, just so great. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know, people, uh, you know, there were there were some questions as to whether or not this was too uh, Carly focused. I found it to not be Carly focused at all. Carly might have been the vehicle that we were following. She might have been the eyes and the voice and the uh, the, the point of view of the, the audience, uh, you know, seeing the story through her eyes. But this yes. wasn't about her. This was about Bobby. Every every moment of those two episodes was about Bobby. Not about Carly. This isn't about Carly. Carly doing such a good thing and being an angel and going there and, and saving somebody who desperately needs it. That's not what that was. That no, was, it's not. That was, no. that was that was that was that was BJ basically coming down to earth to make sure that this person went home. Yes. This was BJ it helping was helping them uh finish. It was yeah, BJ coming to um to to give Carly, you know, that information. Yeah, so she could take off and handle it. She could just take off, and it was, you know, yeah, it was Bobby facilitating the whole thing. Yeah, you know, she up there, hey, BJ, they'll freak out if they <laughs> see me. You go down there. Hey, girl, I need you to do something. <laughs> Hold this person out, you know. Uh, and then, you know, we, we the angel gets the wings. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But that's it not was... the only thing that happened. No, that's not the. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay. No, that wasn't the only thing that happened. No. Okay, we we've got we've got we've got uh, we've got innocent mothers going to prison. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's never done anything to anybody ever, and Esme Prince never never harmed a hair on another person's head, and <laughs> ushered off to the gulag for breaking and entering. Oh, you know what, Matt? What I'm not going to get, and I said this last week, and after this week, oh, I don't think it's going to be true any longer. I always said I'm going to feel the same, but. I always said that dang Esme better leave her, leave Grandma Laura alone. <laughs> and I think she got Grandma Laura in her, in her crosshairs now. So here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think she does. So as they were taking Esme away after her confession and uh, Ava pressing charges, she yeah. was going, I did the <laughs> right thing. <laughs> I did the right thing. I did the right thing as they pulled her off. Because for the first time in Esme's terrible, sad, a little broken life, she actually tried to do the right thing. This, this, yes. is what, this was her taking Laura's advice to heart. This wasn't her yes. saying, well, let me cover my butt. Let me do the, the, the let me try to get And this is this. truly Esme doing the right thing because was, when she yeah. made the decision to do the right thing, she had all her memories. Exactly. And so she was actually she was taking really what Laura to said right to heart. Thing. And she was really putting to test the experience of being a good person i have been being a good person i haven't done anything wrong since i lost my memory um i have it back now but they don't know that um laura says that if i confess everything will be okay mm -hmm. let me go do that and see how it works out and one little tennis esme gets punished for doing the right thing and had gotten off with doing a way worse thing 
Mm-hmm. And that is not going to help her continue to make the right choice. No, 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 no. It's going to make her lean right into her. You know, she got a devil and an angel on each shoulder already. As soon as she remembered anything. She got she got Heather here and she got Laura there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Laura was very surprised with, with the outcome of what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's working. But she's she also like, believed. what are you doing, Ava? Pull it back. Da, 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 da. But what she, what she told uh, Esme that doing the right thing and this is what's going to, she really believed that was going to be what happened to Esme. She didn't think that Esme was going to have anything other than a little slap on her hand. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's all anybody would expect. And what she didn't do really, the, the mistake Laura made was she did not really think through what Ava's response could possibly No, she be. should have talked to Ava ahead of time. Yeah, she should have. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, and, you know, if you're in a situation where you're basically acting as somebody's lawyer, you know that you never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't know exactly how Ava's going to respond, mm-hmm. and it kind of all lies in her hands, then, yeah, you kind of do a little more pre-work than to just assume that somebody's going to be like, yeah, you broke in, nothing happened, nothing's wrong, whatever. Yeah. But she also yeah. didn't bank, you know, who who would have expected that? I think Ava's response partially was because of Nicholas. You know, I think that that was partially her response is partially because, you know, she was telling Nicholas to say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because she thinks, you know, putting him in jail is what Nicholas would (laughs) want. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, well, so here's the question on that, you know, many different weird things going on between Ava and Nicholas, okay? Um, is it because of the push and pull? Is it because we've got a more dynamic and charismatic actor in the role now, and so they're just like, let's just do it again, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the whole, I'm glad I didn't kill you, you say the, the sweetest things. There's clearly yeah. a flirty romance still oh, between flirty. the two of them. Is when he and when he said that you know he was going to leave, she was like, she didn't. She was obvious. She didn't want him to leave. She's not done with Nicholas. Ava's not oh, done. No. With Nicholas. no, no, no. She's not done with Nicholas. Um, uh, but all of that to lead to um, clearly Nicholas had a different plan than what Ava is enacting because he said, oh yeah, you can invite people to the party. Esme is going to be there. I think he had some sort of video, some sort of big grand revelation or something that he was going to do in some dramatic Cassidyne fashion. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Ava just went, oh, no, I took this recent opportunity to just send her to jail for a little while. You know, that's step one, Nick. Uh, <laughs> um, so he didn't expect that. And he's like, well, there's nothing for me to do in town anymore. So I'm just going to leave. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think Nicholas. Well, he didn't leave. No, no. He stopped Friday, at Spencer's Where was out. he on Friday? Oh, yes. But the question is, the question now is, now is Ava genuinely and truly being like, yes, this is my opportunity to start really hurting uh, Esme for what she's done to us. Or is she somehow protecting Esme from the worst that Nicholas has to offer? I don't think so. No, nah, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she cares about her that much. <laughs> oh, goodness I gracious. So. I don't uh... think so. I think she did what she did with Esme to manipulate Nicholas. Uh, you know, and then a chat chat came up. There's a little debate. Is Esme being railroaded in this? And I'm going to say partially. I think so, too. There partially. isn't a, a large conspiracy of multiple people pulling the strings, like, uh, you know, letting Cyrus out of jail. 
um, ca- catching Cyrus, you know, a big network I, of people working. I think a lot of people would feel the same way that Ava kind of does. Ava's not punishing her for what she did now. No. Ava's punishing her for what she got by with before. Yes. And that's what they're looking at the jail time as. Yes. That's not, the yeah, sentence, not the sentence of what, and what she's currently being prosecuted for, yes. but the crapola she did to Jocelyn and Cam and Trina two years ago. Yes. That's what they're excited about her going to jail for. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. Or at least that's said. That's what that's what Ava claims. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that she's well, they put clear about Esme, that. They put Esme in jail and put her in the in the proximity of her mother for very long. Oh, we're gonna that. we're gonna see an Esme that's gonna look, make old Esme look like a good girl. And if Heather knows how to get in and out of Darkham, <laughs> she does to hook people, and nobody ever noticed. <laughs> Then she can show Esme how to get out. Uh, Esme, <laughs> Esme back on her true form, and even worse, with her mother Heather. They're gonna look. You make Ryan look like a choir boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that this keeps this does keep Esme on the show while Spencer's leaving. It does, you know, because she's gonna be in jail. Where she's gonna go? You know, she might disappear for a minute, but then be back pretty quickly because she's still in town. You know, so it'll be pretty pretty easy to keep her in the fold and, oh yeah and that while she is in jail they could just give us scenes with her and her crazy mom hatching yeah. out plants exactly wow. <laughs> just getting the newspaper and reacting to it <laughs> uh, so, so that's good and then uh you know Nic- nicholas nicholas showing up at spencer's doorstep i feel like this is the beginning of the last couple of days that we have spencer i think so too you know i, I don't i really still don't see nicholas kidnapping this baby i thought <laughs> honestly because i know the date's got to be a so fastly approaching i thought i i thought that maybe you know like bobby's funeral might be the last time we saw spencer we were going to see a farewell and that was it no more scenes mm-hmm. but uh but i got what i was hoping for i'm gonna get that nicholas and spencer confrontation yeah before young nicholas chavez it might even be the catalyst they, they they scream and yell at each other nicholas leaves and spencer chases them out the door um, I, I, you know, the, the theory still out there is that Nicholas is going to try to kidnap Ace. I just don't want to see that, I guess, you know, because I've never been a fan of that idea. Uh, you know, if I was in the writing room, if I was the one making the decisions and somebody said, what if Nicholas kidnaps Ace? I would say, what if Nicholas doesn't? And then I would fire that person for that stupid idea because Nicholas I'm a warlord. Ava, Nicholas and Ava were speaking. He didn't say anything about trying to get custody of him. He was yeah. saying that he would be better off with his, at his grandmother's house. Yeah. Yeah. I he just, didn't I say did. anything about custody himself. No, no. I just don't see. I just don't. I don't. I don't see that. And I don't want that. So I hope that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. But maybe he'll show up with an offer that Spencer can't refuse. You know? Maybe. You know? You know? I all don't... of this. And oh, oh, and all of this stuff, too. Because that could really piss off Trina. Because Trina's like, oh, what? what I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go to Paris because of my family, if I shouldn't go to Paris because of my family, you decide you're going to come with me. Like so much push and pull and all that kind of stuff. And you just take off with your dad. Mm-hmm. We're done. I'm going to go date Adam. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that I don't want I don't that. Know. I don't want Trina with no Adam. No, why? Is he too skinny? No. He's too shrimpy. No. 
Just say I yes. Think, <laughs> not that he's, I don't like her with him. I want to say, I, I don't look at, I don't see Adam, the character, as a full grown man much yet. It's because he's not. He still, he still looks like a teenager. I, so I want, if they're going to tap Trina with somebody else, I want her to be with somebody that's a grown ass man. Like Rory. Bring Rory back. Rory didn't die. <laughs> Rory Cabrera. Come on. You know, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, and I, I do, understand. What I don't I want, what I don't want is Taviana Ali to be off the show while Nicholas Chavez is. No, I think that she's going to stick around as well. That's the whole question of whether she's not going to Paris. Come on, let's be real. He's going to decide to stick around because Curtis's surgery didn't work and he's more paralyzed now than he was before. Oh, I think Curtis's surgery is going to work. Oh, yeah. I think that they're done with that. That's one of those writer's strike uh, clear-ups. Because mm -hmm. they, they went from we've got a trial to being in the surgery in a matter of days. Yeah. Maybe a week. And they really, and they, it seemed like to me, uh, the way, you know, a week is a day, days a week, whatever. Um, they just took, I mean, there was Christmas decorations on the show last week. It was still New Year's Eve, pretty much. Yes. Now that's gone. Now, suddenly, it's clearly well into, you know. We also have to keep in mind that in one episode, we had two characters go to Europe, figure out the whole thing, come to Canada, figure out that whole thing, come back mm -hmm. to the United States, close out <clears throat> that whole thing. And while we as viewers on this television show that's only 30 some odd minutes long, it went scene, 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 because they didn't have time to show them on a plane and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to come with that, with an understanding that in that 20 minutes of television, we covered five days, yes. six days, seven days. So, yeah. So, so General Holland kind of caught up with the current day for real. Through that, we, we could use that. If people are looking for a, like a logical flow of time, you can, mm -hmm. you can take that into consideration. If you are watching a soap and expecting a logical flow of time, I've got news for you. <laughs> you're you're going to be disappointed for uh, sure quite will. a while um because if we even take a look at just like you know jake no no jake's a bad example because he's been that same little boy for a long time aiden aiden should be like six yeah or ten aiden went from aiden went to from <laughs> hey tyrone he he little aiden went from six. little tiny baby teeth still yeah. to six foot tall yeah he's taller than his mommy isn't he <laughs> Aiden is taller than Rebecca Herbst. Yes. But then Rebecca Herbst is not a giant woman. No, she's not. No, she's not. We saw her for real. Yes. About a month ago. All right. So Jason Watch 2024 is on. So far into the year 2024, we've seen Jason Morgan one time, but he wasn't really Jason Morgan. He was Steve Burton saying that he's going to be Jason Morgan. And that was yes. on last week's special. It was. So this week, no Jason Morgan. None whatsoever. No. Now, people expected this this adventure in Amsterdam to la last a little longer, and people were theorizing that that's how they're going to find Jason. That's what I was theorizing. But we only lasted a moment. No, they, <laughs> went, they went to Amsterdam, took care of business, came right back home. I, what, what, I do what I do hope going forward is they kind of keep this Felicia-Carly friendship it's, it was it was it was different. And I, I think that they was great that they sh they they put a little spotlight on that too, and they had a conversation about how we've never really bonded. Yeah. Because of no real reason, I guess. Well, come on. Well, well, to me, 
Carly, you know, over the decades, the real reason why is Carly's always been so knee deep in her own garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we also have to remember, too, that Felicia was like a, a character that was on for at least, you know, like 10 or 12 years or something like that by the time Carly had even come around. So she had her own drama and her own connections and her own part of town, essentially. Because Carly and came in '90s mafia, AJ younger crowd. Yes. While she was with the more seasoned people who have had these long-term connections. Well, sure. You know, Felicia had already been the Aztec princess for a long time. By the time she, by the time Carly came up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, all, all all kinds of '80s capers and stuff had happened. Yes. By the time Carly had come around. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they talk about Tony Jones and Carly coming in and completely wrecking um, her best friend's life, like the first thing that she did in town. And that all that just set a course of distance yep. between the two characters. And I, I liked that. I liked that point of view and perspective. And yeah, they work well together. Yeah. And that that's uh, that's that's a, you know, that's a dynamic that is largely unexplored and could be new territory for the show to get into. You know? Felicia and Bobby, or Felicia and Carly. See, look at me. And of yeah. course, Ma, of course, we haven't talked about it yet. But this is now an antique. I know. A collector's it, item. Because that... just like we told them to do in May, <laughs> when Jackie Zeman yep. passed away, yep. we told them to rename Kelly's Bobbies, and that's what we got. <laughs> that's what we got. <laughs> so you're welcome, GH fans. You're welcome. Yeah. They were like, ooh, what if we should change the set? And we were like, don't. Mom mom did. Mom was like, change it. Change everything about it. And then put it back. And I said, no, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And they did leave and it alone. Left it alone. Very subtle changes. I mean, I mean, the flowers on the table and the, and the jukebox being gone is not Remember, a change. Okay, so we went on that tour on the last GH, GH uh, convention. We went on the tour and Kelly's was set up. It was wonderful. We got some pictures. Check them out mm-hmm. on Twitter at 10th Floor GH. Um, so we, we got we got to ex- experience that. And in that, they were talking about the menus that were plastered on the wall. And the burger was like $4.99 or something like that. Uh-huh. And they're like, man, it's been a while since we've updated this set. Let me tell yeah. you. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Hey, mm-hmm. Matt, the props guy. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get on updating that sign, huh? <laughs> yes clearly yeah, telling us gay, without telling us talking to matt the props guy <laughs> yes who isn't set design so we had nothing to do with that placard on the wall uh, <laughs> uh but uh i i think that that was that was mk weir being very very subtle yeah she was in letting us know that there were plans on 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 updating it and maybe that's all they did was just update that one menu yeah and we told mk and we and everybody told mk because it had, they had a burger up there, on the on a sign, and they had a um, cup of chili. But no BLT. But no BLT, and everybody said, well, "Yeah, take that down and put something up that's, for one thing, reflect today's prices." Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> take that bowl of chili down, put up a BLT. Yeah, oh, yes, we'll have to. And the next time we have the opportunity to explore the set, hopefully they have Kelly's up and we can take a look at the differences. But it won't be Kelly's, will it? It would be Bobby's. It would be Bobby's. And so I got to correct that language as much as I possibly can. And so I saw all of this. I saw, so I didn't watch, I watched the, um, the special like yesterday. Okay. So it took me a long time to get to it. Super fun. Enjoyed it. I I thought it was fine. I thought it was, it was enjoyable. I think that they were super clear when they were like, oh, this is 60 years of stories and celebrities. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's not like they were like, this is 60 years of the tiny intimate moments that you specifically loved, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not what they were going for. Uh, no. There was more John Stamos on it than I expected. Me too. And uh, I don't know if he put that up just for the fact he was doing a GH special or if that's always a part of his room, but he had mm-hmm. um, the General Hospital poster. Yes. Up in the corner that was framed yes. and very nice. And I really hope that that's just part of the regular decor. I hope so too. <laughs> because I love the idea of even if an actor doesn't make a big deal of it, to still remember where they came from and still have love sure. for the time that they'd sure. spent on a soap. Brian thought... Cranston has love for it. He spoke about uh, Doug Williams. No, Doug Williams is the character. Yes. He talked about Bill Hayes. Bill Hayes. <laughs> Because he did some Days of Our Lives early on in his career. And I just love to hear that kind of stuff. And so I like to see that. Yeah, yeah there was more There was more him on there than I expected. The sound mixing I, was strange. The I, music I was thought, really loud. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. <laughs> it was very distracting. I was like, it's really hard to hear the dialogue. Yeah. The mixing of sound here is not good, hon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so, too. It was hard to hear the dialogue because that background and the music they were using was far too loud. Very mm. imbalanced. Um, yes, I did notice that. But I loved I loved John Stamos's story about Sammy Davis. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Out. helping him play the drums. Yeah, and he's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's, <laughs> but he's right, like Sammy Davis. What were they going to do with Sammy Davis if he just went off the rail? Cut, bit? cut, you know, cut. Sammy, Sammy what are you doing? That's Sammy Davis. They're not going to yeah. do nothing but flow with it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Oh, goodness. I loved it. Uh, well, Kaiwan says he's, he's he's always loved the music in General Hospital over the years with his good power punk, pop, bands, all, all kinds of different, just uh, just music has been a part of General Hospital's identity, is what he's trying to say. Uh, and that's one of his favorite aspects. And I like it, too. I like how you can get a random song here and there. I think that the Nurses Ball is super cheesy, goofy, and they just kind of force people to be uncomfortable in it, which is, I think, part of the point. I don't mm-hmm. think this is supposed to be, hey, look at our high-end high produced musical numbers i think this is supposed to be as close to community theater on a soap as as we're getting i think it's intentionally kind of goofy i think so too and i think the red carpet is supposed to be goofball too yeah like a parody <laughs> of a red carpet we recognize yes. that we're doing too much for this we, we know it's tongue-in-cheek you know uh, <laughs> um uh, but then you get the real moments of like real music when like a band comes through, Fido plays his song or, or they mm-hmm. give William Lipton his guitar or any reason to have like a real musical moment. It, it can be pretty good. It can be. You know, so I'm, I'm get it. I get it. I get it. Um, let's see. What else is they talking about here? Bill Hayes. I got to watch a special. Good, Bosoline. Good. Watch it again. Matt and Cat. They did the tribute to Bobby. Amazing. But I think the anniversary was disappointing. I don't really know what anniversary you're talking about. You're talking about the anniversary from earlier special, this week. I'm oh, the about special. The special itself. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, I mean, I guess it is. It's it it it's it's what you wanted to get from it. If you didn't want to remember all of the celebrities that came through, you're going to be disappointed. But yeah, and and you know what? You're not the first person I've heard that didn't think that they hit it out the park with the special. Not everybody felt the same. But I thought that it was, um, if you if you know, taking a step back from being like a podcaster and somebody that's deep into the soap fandom. But if I were to watch this from like a perspective of somebody that's tangentially under like, oh, I've heard of General Hospital. I've got nothing to do tonight. I like the Golden Bachelor. We're just going to leave this this on. I thought that the presentation was really good. I think that they picked really good faces to mm-hmm. be the hosts throughout. You know, you, you, you had you had Laura Wright, of course, who is, you know, 
one of the faces of the show. You know, if you're going to throw up a poster of General Hospital, chances are Carly and Sonny and a third person will be on it, you know? <laughs> so I think that they picked really good with that. I like to see how they also gave, like, Tanisha Harper a moment to be like, and here's this flashback. Um, the, the thing at the end when like, Jeannie Francis was doing the, um, the, the toast and they had the whole contracted cast there. Yes. That was really good. Yeah, um, and but the fact as somebody that they had her toast, it was perfect. <laughs> Donna Mills, there you go. Yes, Donna Mills says Melissa. Um, <laughs> so if you were to take it from like a casual understand, like I know what GH is, this is just on. I feel like they did a really good job of being able to like pull in people who don't know it, who don't know it as well as we do. They people kept it going. People that don't have a res would that wouldn't necessarily have a, a emotional response to watching it. Yeah, it was done well for them, you know. Because if it, if it would have been if it would have been way way more pinpointed, mm -hmm. you know, I think people would have clicked off because it wouldn't yeah. have been relative to because them. I don't. If you're not a avid soap watcher, you don't want to watch a soap. It has such a weird negative connotation to it. That if you can't get past that weird negative connotation and be able to appreciate it for what it is, it's a huge barrier. Mm -hmm. A huge barrier. You don't want people uh, like no matter how old you are, you kind of don't want to experience people being like, oh, how weird. Also, mm -hmm. at the same time, too, it's kind of baked into your mind that it's not going to be good. It's not worth your time. It's not well done, which we know it kind of is well done. You know, you know, so that's what the special was for. And they kept it going. They kept it punchy. They kept on bringing in new faces. Nothing was longer than five minutes. A uh, flashback that they showed wasn't, wasn't, oh my God, Barbara Jean, your heart is in my daughter, who, which people who don't know these characters don't have the same connection with. Perfectly great, perfectly great special. I'd mm -hmm. be interested in watching. And if I were to I click on GH after that, I had a week of amazing content. Mm -hmm. Two weeks of amazing content now. Mm -hmm. Man, I hope they keep on riding that train because, boy, it sure has been good. And yes, the Ken Trainer, he just can't do a scene is what it is. <laughs> it's good business. It's good. Turn off the light. It's good business. Oh, but I'm sure what? We don't have time for it, right? All right, let's just move on. I love Kid Spider. <laughs> He's such an old coot now. I love him. Oh, <laughs> He's man. an old coot now, babe. <laughs> He's closed. And then you had Mara West uh, sit behind him. It is good business. Like it's it's good. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate it. In the in the in the bloopers, you know, in the little outtakes that they showed, it wasn't just like the last six months or that last reel that they had showed us at the convention. Right. Like they they reached back a little bit. They did. You know, they picked some good ones. <laughs> Remember, I told you it wasn't what we'd already seen. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> I tell you, this, I'm changing the subject a little bit now, but I tell you, this was the line that I loved this week. Okay, this is the line I love this week. Hey, boss, you want me to scare him a little? <laughs> yeah. What'd he say, Matt? I want you to scare him to death. <laughs> scare him to death. <laughs> the old kill a guy initiation, old Dex Heller. It was. It was like you want to be part of the. <laughs> you do this for me, and yeah, not only you in for life. You get you yes. forever, 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 forever. 
<laughs> you want for nothing. <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting because up until like he has been your right hand man. He has been there for phone calls for Pikemen. Da 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 da. And now, now you get to kill a guy to really be in. Is <laughs> like, where was this two years ago, Sonny? Like, <laughs> you have to have two things happen to you to be part of the organization for life. I've got to put you up on a meat hook, and you got to kill somebody. I got to torture you, and you got to kill for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna be taken care of for life. He's not already being well taken care of. <laughs> Oof. You know, I mean, it's interesting. Cause this, I mean, this... does he get? Does he get now? He gets a stocking on the hearth next. Time. Yeah. Now you really you're in the family. You're Corinthos. You're next Corinthos. Stay away from my daughter. She's your sister now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's interesting. And when you come down to it, we're talking about Dex, who didn't join the mafia because he's a bad guy. He didn't. You know, he joined the mafia because he's a good guy that was looking to take out the mafia. You know, he was hired by Michael to to what? essentially rat on Sonny and send him to jail because Dex felt it was the right thing to do to take such a dangerous criminal off the streets. Yeah, and Sonny still does not know that tidbit of information. Not really, no, no. I don't think Ooh. he's... I, I, I think that he might have been... He's been told that Michael did take him in footage, mm -hmm. but I don't think he was told that Dex was involved in that. Mm -mm. So... He doesn't know <laughs> that Dex was hired by Michael from the onset. Right. I don't think he knows that. He doesn't no. know that. No. And so... Uh, I think that... I think if he finds that... If he happens to kill Cyrus for him, which I don't think he will, um, if he, or even, I mean, gosh, if funny, Sonny found out that kind of information after the fact, I guess he would burn his stock. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, to the family. Takes his Christmas, <laughs> Christmas ornament off the, uh, Corinthian family Christmas tree and shatters it in the fireplace. Rather than a highball glass, he just, yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But Sonny... These past couple of weeks, they've been really pushing Sonny back into that mob scene hard. They have been. They have been. Uh, so, you know, he's pushing Dex to kill the guy. I don't think Dex, I don't think Dex is going to do it. I, I don't, because he didn't, this isn't, this, this isn't, I don't think this is really him. As much as he might be enticed by the money, you know, I'm not a choir boy, Jocelyn. He's paying me well for this. I, mm -hmm. I just don't think that he is that guy. He's not stone cold material. Right. Right. Uh, and yeah. you can see him, you know, he's looking for pretty much any, any avenue to not. Uh, and he's right too. Killing Cyrus now is dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. The obvious there, Sonny. Uh, somebody on Twitter actually, this, now this is interesting, Mom. This might actually be a little preview, a little spoiler alert or something. I don't know. Because somebody mm -hmm. on Twitter was like, Sonny is really starting to act like somebody who is not on his meds. And Maurice hmm. Bernard retweeted it. Oh. Maybe that's a little foretelling. Maybe somebody has been messing with his lithium bottle. Ooh. Or something. Ms. Wu. Well, that's an Ava kind of thing, but I don't think Ava would do that again. No. <laughs> and she doesn't have a reason to currently. Uh, yeah, you know, she's, she's, she's busy with Nicholas stuff right now. She doesn't need to get in, involved in Sonny's meds. Um, and like she said, and like Ava said this week, and I mentioned something about it last week, they are very much tolerating each other now. Oh, yes. 
Come on, knock on my door. We've been waiting, <laughs> for, waiting you. for you. <laughs> What's hers is hers is his. It's the three company too. We need a special. We just need an hour long special <laughs> of just them three in the penthouse. <laughs> you know, if we're going to be investing a little more, more money in a GH and if GH is listening to us here on the 10th floor. I have noticed a different. Uh, I've noticed an uptake in the money. I think in over there at Prospect Park. Oh yeah, yeah they, they they built a new set. They built a new coffee. They house. built a new set. Did you see the new coffee house? And then Valentine has a home. Yeah, and and now they have Cafe Shari. Yeah, and it's I, not I even seen owned that by anybody. Someone on Twitter was like, "Oh no, they showed that in October," but I don't remember it from October. Uh, I don't. Rem- I I. I, I remember it before this week. I don't know mm-hmm. how long it goes, but 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 it's very unusual for them to have some kind of diner, restaurant, bar situation where it's not owned by somebody that that's a character within the show. Yeah, and I think we have two or three of them now because we got the the bistro, right? Not the bistro, the Port Charles Charles Grill. That's that's not owned by a character we know of. Nope. Then we got the, 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 we've got the other coffee house, the corner, the one with the little corner, the corner coffee house. Oh, yeah. Not the Cafe Cherie, but the other one. Uh-huh. Um, that's not owned by anybody that I know of. They just primarily serve Corinthos coffee. Oh, isn't that the one in the park which owns, Sonny owns it? I don't think Sonny owns a coffee house. He, he owns Pizzulos. But he owns a little coffee house that was in the park, like a little hut thing. And he gave it to Morgan when Morgan was alive. Well, then maybe that's what it is. Because it does seem pretty tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the Cafe Cherie. Mm-hmm. No. Not everybody has to be a business owner. This isn't Young and the Restless. <laughs> well, Melissa agrees that Dex is not a murderer. Yeah, I don't think Dex is a yeah, murderer. Yeah, he's not going to do it. Plus, plus I also... I think he's very capable of beating the tar out of somebody and making them... Th- think he's gonna hurt him sunny owns perks okay yeah that's it cool perks all right that's, cool the, then. Place that's the place excellent that he gave. then then cafe Cherie is owned by pikeman and is uh sunny's greatest coffee rival i tell you what about cafe Cherie though i'm all for the more sets makes it more interesting mm-hmm. man that set is ugly <laughs> i ain't that set. this wavy what, what pattern, you, what is a wee pattern on the wall of ugly colors too <laughs> Which which set do you think they used for the uh, the the coffee house in Amsterdam? <laughs> I'm not sure. I feel like it might have been a couple of different set pieces put together. Uh, it kind of looked like a tiny bit like Kelly's in a way. A little bit, but I don't think they would have gone to the bother of redressing the entire Kelly's. No, what well, they should have redressed though was the little plants on the on the table because they were so obviously from Kelly's. They only have so many plants. But we we're gonna have to roll our tongues around the bobbies, not Callies. Yes, bobbies, 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 bobbies. Uh, Kaiwan says, "I think the city of Port Charles is getting gentrified." <laughs> I think that was a, that was a thing. That was a, that was actually part of a story that they did with uh, James Harvey um, when he was uh, he was buying up a lot of property on Charles Street for his for his fracking plans. But it was also yes. bumping up the, the the values, and people were like, "Well, where's Charles Charles Street gonna go?" Yeah, what 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 are the people? What are the residents of Charles Street going to do? They're going to be yeah. pushed out. Where they're going to be pushed out? Where? Yeah, and then there was a big earthquake, yeah. and we found out that James Hardy Harvey had diddled uh, Franco. Yep. And um, remember when the cabinet fell on him? Yes, and then Drew freaking shot the guy. 
I know. Drew shot that man in the back. Mm-hmm. And they never had a chance to explore that. Oh, what a bummer. I think Cameron Matheson's not the state. I don't know. It's tough because he, so, um, he's an in-demand actor. There is no denying that he is an in-demand actor and he is somebody that draws an audience. Whether or not you like Drew, whether you call him Drewfus, you know, which <laughs> is a great Drewfus. nickname. That is a good nickname. You know, whether or not this is just too much for you, there are millions of people that love to see it. Yes. Um, the, the Emmy's um, submission was Holly stuff. Drew and Carly stuff, and that mm -hmm. won him an award. Right. So, you know, like it or don't, it's on. Um, but because he's so in demand, that also means that he's in demand and has a limited schedule. We've already seen him have to leave twice in pretty rapid succession. Yes. And he signed that deal with Great American Family. Yes, he did. Which, you know, they, you know, I don't really know what sort of money is being offered. But we also learned that actors are poor. So, you know, you kind of sure. got to take the projects that are offered, right? Oh, yeah. Unless you, know. you get a certain, unless you get to a certain kind of level, which most actors aren't there. No, but, you know, when it comes no, yeah, to Yeah, like... we've kind of learned a little bit over the years to pull back the curtain a little bit, as we have been able to do. Um, most folks aren't as rich as we might have thought. No, no. You know, they, they might be making a strong 100K. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're making a living. They're all right, but you know, they don't like, they don't, they don't have unlimited frivolous spending. No, no, no. And they live in a very, very expensive environment. They're, they're pretty much required to continue to work, otherwise, they will very quickly run out of money. You know, it's it's nice to work because when you work, yeah, you might have you you got a good pocket. You're mm -hmm. you're making, you know, two thousand dollars a day is a lot of money. <laughs> It's a lot of money. But if you but run out of not, days, that but it, it's not money crazy. goes away. It's not crazy. It's not, especially in LA, you guys. Okay, yeah, you make a couple thousand dollars a day and you live in Montana or Kansas or one of the Dakotas. Oh, yeah, you're scrolling. You are living large. Yes. But in LA, uh, yeah. no, you're not. No, yeah, <laughs> to, ma to maintain something in LA, you know, I, I can only imagine what, what they have to be paying Fido. I'm not even going to guess with my voice on air. You know, for him to be able to, to maintain his home and stuff, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I, shoot, you know, who, who, who actually does live in Montana and just flies in? I don't know. Right. But like, but you know, I, I mean, I know there's other areas that are expensive to live in our country as well, but you know, it's not on her for someone to have, you know, a house payment that's somewhere between four and $6,000 a month. I, I don't wish that upon me or anybody else. But it's uh, very common. Make a good deal with your home purchasing, if you yeah. can. <laughs> and we're not talking about a stinking mansion either. We might be talking about a nicer home, but we're not talking about something like that's Oh, wow, look at that. That's over the top. It's not, We're not talking about that, right? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. It's just it's a, it's a house. It's just a home. Mm -hmm. Coffee Hut is where Joss and Christina worked. Okay, so all of Sonny's kids have worked at this, uh, at Perks. They have. But he did give it to Morgan for a little while. Yes. <laughs> Taiwan, don't you live in South Africa or something? What do you care about U.S. politics for? Move on. Oh, dude. U.S. politics are a little embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, let's move on.
Uh, I think the city of Port Charles is getting... Oh, I already read that one. Oh, goodness. They're trying to turn them... I don't think Cameron will stay, is is what Carolyn says. She she also sees Cameron Matheson as maybe on the way out. Uh, All of that to say, you know, before we find ourselves in tangents, as we always do, um, he's very busy. It's entirely possible that he just won't have the time that GH wants him to have the time for. This is what I don't want them to do with the Cameron. Don't put them on a back burner burner because Steve Burton's back in the building. Don't put them on the back burner and don't have the 10th floor uh, doors just close on them and be done. Don't do that <laughs> no, to him. No. Please. No. I, I don't, I, I don't think that he's <laughs> going to be going anywhere. Like we're writing the character off. I think what yeah. we're going to get is maybe a Stella type scheduling where he'll come in and he'll do some stuff for a few weeks and then something will pull him away or he'll just disappear He'll come back into town, you know, he's got a business to run or whatever. I, I agree. I agree. I want that. I would like to see them do that and lean into the fact if they do do that with him where he's kind of you're recurring in clumps of time. Make him a lean into him to him being a quarter main. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think they're kind of doing that already. No. So, so they in a way. On, Angela last week kept on talking about PTSD, 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 PTSD. Listen, she might be more connected into where the story is going than I do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Why? Why now would he have PTSD of all things that have gone? He's gone through. Now he's suffering from it. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'm fine with him deciding that yes i had been the choir boy for the family and that's the role that i fell into and that's not really me that's not the drew that we know Mm-mm. and he comes back and he's this thing and now i don't want to be this thing anymore mm-hmm. now i want my daughter to go to the school that i know is going to be best for her mm-hmm. i really care how she feels about it this is going to be good for her in the long run she could be a little bit mad at me now mm-hmm. but it's going to help her more than hurt her and I, I'm, I'm, I get it. I get it. But yeah, um, they'll have to be more quartermain that way. That's definitely what we're seeing. And he mm-hmm. and Carly have to split up because you can't be Carly's part-time boyfriend. No, you can't be Carly's part-time boyfriend. And especially if, uh, you know, you got Jason back in town. Well, I think mm-hmm. she might drop you like a hot potato anyway. Well, you know, with Jason coming back into town, that is going to, one, well, you know, there's going to be plenty of people out there that are going to be unhappy that Jason is back and is taking up so much time that other people deserve. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, there were people unhappy about it the last time Steve Burton returned. But that also means, though, that we're going to be getting some more exciting new possibility for some story. We're not we, what we got. We what we've proven is that Carly and Sonny are great friends, and they are not going to get back together, folks. I don't see. I don't think they're going to get back together. But having Sonny go, having Sonny go into Bobby's. And, um, you know, be at the door of Bobby's and having and him, oh, I'm going to leave you alone and having him uh, come in. The, oh, it was it was beautifully done, actually. Mm-hmm. And yes, they did seem like two people that had some genuine love for each other, but we're not in love anymore, but genuine love with each other. And, you know, some real regard for one another. I, think, I thought it was beautiful. I think that they might actually be at the point now where they can have that conversation where they say, you know. We love each other so much, but we ain't good together, baby. <laughs> there you go. You know, <laughs> you know, they could, they can maybe yeah. have that, have that conversation yeah. finally. It'll be yeah, at the dude. end of this thing. Uh, Sonny might get jealous of Jason. Mm-hmm. Carly's not you know, like Jason died, but Carly's still loving him. Mm-hmm. You know, 
She's lost so much. He's he's going to come back to a different landscape. What do you yes. mean Bobby's gone? What do you mean Austin dead? So is Franco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean but... you and Sonny split up and he's with Nina? Nina? Oh, well. And I think he will. He and Nina are not done. What do you mean Drew is back? Oh, yeah. I ran into him before. I, I got I got collapsed. What do you mean? And, uh, didn't they, didn't they end it on Friday with Nina supposedly going over to... Over yeah, to so, so, you know, Dex is trying to, you know, pump some poison into to Cyrus at the same time Nina wants to have another conversation with him. And so, yes. you know, you got, you got Dex, the most conspicuous, and I didn't say that wrong, he is the most conspicuous person in any room. You cannot not notice him. He sticks out like a sore thumb. He does not hide well. Mm -hmm. So you saw him around the corner i could see i could see brit yes uh, was it? i could see like uh making an attempt on his life like dex making an attempt on his life but somehow nina gets blamed for it Ooh, maybe, maybe. or maybe like maybe um uh Dex is able to push something through his IV and leaves. And then Nina walks in there and he has some kind of reaction and they have to save his butt and find out he was poisoned. And when he opened his eyes, he was standing there. Nina. You never know. You never know. You never know. I anticipate them going into the room at the same time and them having some sort of conversation. <laughs> some sort of, Sonny wants me to do it. Sonny wants me to take this man out. I don't, know, I don't know if he needs to die. Oh, oh, what extremes. Oh, I don't know. And Nina wouldn't, I don't think Nina would mind him dying. Well, she wouldn't mind him dying, but she, would she mind him being killed? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how crazy Nina is on this particular day. On this particular day, yes. yes <laughs> she, she definitely has different days of crazy. That is for <laughs> sure. And undeniable. <laughs> uh, I would like Jason and Sam over Carly. Sorry, sorry, Carolyn. That ain't happening. Oh, the Sam and the Sam, Sam and J Sam ship has sailed. J Sam, J Sam. I don't think J Sam is going to happen again for m many reasons. Some of them professional on their there, and some of them story led. But you know what? There was a time. I was a huge Jason and Sam plant fan once upon a time. When they were the Phoenix and the whatever. Mm -hmm. The Phoenix and the, what was it, you guys? You know, the little characters they used to always have? They have them up on the mantle, the little... The six, Phoenix and the, the Stone Cold Jack. The, the, the Phoenix and the oh, Dragon. The Phoenix oh, and the Dragon. Okay. Okay? They had the little figures, and they were always up on the mantle. And then, you know, they always refer to them as Phoenix and the Dragon. And when they got married at the Chinese restaurant and all that stuff, and it was so cute... And, you know, and the whole, and the piano chord, the music of Jason Carly. Yeah, Jason, yeah, Jason yes, Sam. yes. Oh, Jason Sam had a, they had a little piano chord that they always, that was the. Yes, the Jason, Jason Sam song. I was all for it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, but the last time they split up Jason and Sam, or after he came back as, as set from, you know, when he came back as patient six. 
uh, I didn't, I wasn't, I, at very, very first, I was like, yeah, oh, look, they're going to get back together. But boy, that's not the way they played it at all. And now I don't miss it. You know, I, I don't. But, I don't, I don't miss it either. And the last attempt that they had together, I don't think really caught the same fire as the, as the first pairing of Jay Sam. Like when he came back after his little five year absence. Yeah. I mean, and also I don't even think that, not that they gave him much opportunity really, but I don't think Steve Burton and Kelly Monaco had, they just didn't play. They didn't play Jason Sam like as good as they used to. Their hearts might not be into it anymore. I don't think their hearts are into it anymore. Now, I do see, when I see Kelly Monaco with Dom, I do see some kind of like, she's enjoying, she's enjoying that, that page. Yeah. That she's enjoying that depiction. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. see that with her in the last time Sometimes she was sharing the same You know? Uh, as much as, as much as people want to see the same stuff over and over and over again, sometimes the magic just leaves. You know, yeah, if you if you let the lightning out of the bottle, you can't catch it again. That's what I find to be true with me. And like I said, when they were the dragon and the phoenix, I was all on board. I loved it. But, you know, uh, again, like when, it, you know, you liken it back to like Luke and Laura and they, they were exciting when they were on adventure and when they were on the morning. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you get to a point in which you can't adventure, whether it's because the show isn't doing it because they don't have the budget anymore or because you are literally 56 years old now and it doesn't make as much sense? Well, yeah, or the, the, uh, just, you know, like, for instance, when Sam was running around with Jason, when Carly was running around more with, well, that's not a really good depiction, but when, when Laura 20s. was running around with Luke. They were in their 20s. And, and it was early on, they were, yes, they were yet much younger actors, but their characters didn't have a couple of little kids yet. Yes, that too. You know, you you give somebody a couple of kids, especially a female character, you give him a couple of kids, were they going to be a deadbeat mom now and never be home? I'm going to be a deadbeat mom on the show. Like, I'm going to be there, but you're never yeah. going to see my kids. It just opens up to criticism. <laughs> it does. You know, you send the mother character off to go adventure so she doesn't have to raise her kids. You got Felicia and people are like, oh, Felicia's a terrible mom. But if you leave her on the show and never include her kids and people are like, well, where are the kids? Why are they locked in the attic? It's Or how dare she do this? Why would she put her life on the line? What is she going to do with her kids? She can't she can't stand in front of this gun to take a bullet for Jason. What about their children? Yes, it, it does. It's like, it's like Lost, Ma. Remember Lost? That show Lost? Yes. Spoiler, major spoiler alert for a show that's tw coming up on 20 years old now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it started in 04 or 06 or 08 or something mm -hmm. um but uh leading up to the end you know we we had the big with the big submarine explosion and we lost a couple of characters in it and mm -hmm. a couple of these characters were parents of a child mm -hmm. and both of them refused to leave the sub you know like one of them was trapped and the other one was like i'm not gonna leave you and they wound mm -hmm. up you know dying these major characters wound up dying here toward the end because neither one of them wanted to leave the other one Mm -hmm. And the reaction wasn't, what a beautiful love story. I can't believe they just did that for us. How wonderful and amazing to see the end of the arc of this couple manifest in such a way because of this, that, or the other thing. Mm -hmm. The only thing people could talk about is how they willingly died leaving their kid alone. Yeah. You got to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, Sam there was a time. all the kids. There was a time before they ever had Jeannie Francis leave, before she did the comatose right. thing and everything. 
you know, before we saw back of Jeannie's head for a yeah. few years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, they they did a time where Luke and Laura were still together. Mm-hmm. Luke and Laura and Laura look, she looked all boho. They put her in like hippie dresses all the time. She looked like you could smell the patchouli through the TV on there. (laughs) (laughs) And they made her boring too. Uh And they made her boring. That's not what I wanted for Jeannie Francis at all. That's not what Jeannie Francis wanted either, which is why she went to all my children. I think so. (laughs) So even Tony Geary was like, I don't want to play this Luke. Can I play Bill or something? (laughs) Exactly. Sure, Sure. Tony, you can play a Bill. I want to get this damn perm out of my hair. Oh my gosh, I love that Ken Schreiner story. Where he, where... he didn't realize that the perm was bad until he cut it off. And he goes, Ken, it wasn't that bad, was it? Ken's like, oh, Tony, if you only knew. Now, early, early, early on, when they first, when first, you know, Tony first came on campus and he had his curly hair and yeah. he had his turn. Well, Tony Gear at the time had far more hair. Right. It didn't look so bad. But <laughs> as he aged and they kept on giving him curls, if you don't have some volume in that hair, you're going to look like the scarecrow. Okay, before we move on with the rest of the show, I need you to explain the concept of the perm to me. I don't need you to tell me how a perm is achieved. I know it's chemicals and you can't get it wet. Otherwise you're going to lose your court case in, in, in that legally blonde movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you didn't see the movie, but people who did no. see the movie understand the reference. Um, <laughs> so wh- why, why was it a thing? Why did people think it looked good? Why did people want it? And who was the first celebrity to get a perm that started this trend? I can tell you what started the trend big time. Okay. Barbara Streisand Starsborn. Okay. That's where it started. Okay. 75, 1976. That perm. And um, Barbara Streisand's perm started. So it started it started with a female perm and jumped over yeah. to the Brady Bunch. But but the perm, <laughs> that perm, Barbara's perm and Starsborn looks the same as the perm on Mr. Brady. Yeah. It's the same perm that Luke had. It's a simple uh, layer cut. Right. With a, a, a alternation of a pink and gray rod, perm. Right. <laughs> and 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 people thought this looked good. Like I, I remember, you had a perm. I, uh, you know, and before you were born, way before you were born, man, I even had the I even had a loop perm, a big one. I had a loop perm, cut the same, where it framed the face with little bangs. I had that perm. I thought I was looking like Barbara Streisand, not Tony Geary. (laughs) But I had that perm. I did. Okay, so it was just in. And people did think it looked good. Uh, I don't really know. All I know is your dad hated it. (laughs) Your dad hated that hairstyle. But it was in. But it was was in. But it was, it was very in at the time. Yes. <laughs> your dad, I remember your dad hurt my feelings because he 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 came to pick me up. I don't know why he came to pick me up for my hair appointment, but he did. You and I saw him as he was still driving approach me. And when he first saw me, mm-hmm. I saw his face, but he didn't know that I saw his face. <laughs> the look on his, the drop on his face was, I mean, it said a hundred words. I hate that shit. That looks terrible. 
Oh, goodness. Well, Tyrone says, well, those were the days when Barbara Streisand did it. To me, everyone else was doing it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it, I mean, and that's uh, the same time as a jerry curl, and that basically looks the same, too. Yeah, it's funny because Melissa says that uh, for white people, perms uh, make their hair curly, but for African-Americans, it makes their hair straight. I don't know if it's the same chemicals. I imagine there's some sort of something, rods or something. Well, the rod is what makes the curl. Yeah, there you go. See, Melissa, you don't know nothing. Well, well no, <laughs> she's not. Right. false information. Okay, I know. Okay, there was a, I remember, I went to beauty school in the 70s, you guys. I, know, I was never a hairdresser. So but you I was, know it. I went, you were, you were, you were did, learning it at I the time. And I did actually go to the state board, so I know a little something, a very little something about Smidgen. it. A very little something. But... Um, I, I remember like somebody getting one of those perms and, and it was a good friend, actually. It was Raina, my good friend, Raina. And she got one of those perms and she was like, she came over to my, our apartment, you know, your dad's apartment. This is like early, it's like before your brother was ever born. So mm -hmm. I'm 20 years old. Just a, just a child yourself. Raina says, Kathy, I hate this. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, this is what you do. Run some perm solution through your hair. But some perm solution, it's not going to take all the curl out. Not exactly every single bit of it. I said, but you run some perm solution through your hair. Just comb it straight. Comb it straight. Comb it straight. Comb it straight. Just do it for 45 comb it, minutes. Comb it, comb it, comb it straight. For the processing time on the box, right? And then, then you put that neutralizer on it. Comb that straight. Comb that straight. Well, it's the, it, the chemical breaks down the compound of the hair. Right. The neutralizer... After the with the perm rod is what freezes it in the new construction. Uh, That's what you get. Her. See, see, see. I did no, need to know the process. See, look at that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the perms were in, so we're But it ways. makes sense, right? You comb it through, comb it, yeah, comb it yeah. through, comb, comb out those curls. You're combing out those curls, putting the neutralizer on it. You already broke the, you know, you broke the the texture. You broke it already, and then you neutralize it. Well, you. It, See, like now we need Laura it wasn't on the show. straight like it was. It wasn't the way Raina straight hair Raina had before. Right. Was damn close. Well, we need we need Laura Wright on the show now so she can talk to us about the process of of removing her curls on a regular basis. Now she just blows them out. Good. That's all. She has a team of three that's working on it at the same she does. time. <laughs> she does. Uh, Kaiwan yeah. used to have a perm until his mom said cut his hair, and he went okay, <laughs> and then cut his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Our perms are very, very, very damaging to your hair, though. Man, oh, oh man. Good thing that we've moved on. Good products good thing. with a perm. And I heard that mess is coming back, actually. Oh, no. That's, I got on not. board. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it either. I'm going I'm to leave my hair where it, it is. I'm not going to encourage it to fall out. perm days are over. I'm not going to encourage it to fall out. All right. So I want to make sure that we said every name that's on this list. We said the name Esme today. Mm-hmm. We said the name Nicholas today. Mm-hmm. We said the name Spencer today. Mm -hmm. We said the name Tracy today. Yep. We said the name Curtis today. We did. We said the name Sonny. Yep. We said the name Dex. Yep. We said the name Bobby. Yeah, we sure did. We said the name BJ. Mm -hmm. We talked about a funeral. Yep. We mentioned human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we mentioned Adam. We did. How Matt? So how is this storyline sitting with you? With Adam? Hmm. I think that we need to break into the next part of it, which I think that we might be doing because of this whole student portal thing and his parents are going to find out that he's struggling a little bit more than he's, he's, he's letting them on. 
which mm-hmm. might bring one of them to town mm-hmm. or two of them to town. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really don't know. Like until we really get going with something, I really don't know what to expect from it. Who's going to benefit from it? What is it mm-hmm. going to be about? I'm really not there yet when it comes to understanding those things. I think we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right that Adam looks younger than the rest of that age group. He still, to me, comes off very much as a high school senior, not a college student. I agree. So, you know, that's just John you know Bernard I... literally being 18, working with a bunch of 20-year-olds. Do you remember? No, you wouldn't remember. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe you saw it on Twitter or maybe you saw it somewhere else. I saw a bunch of pictures. Now, there's an old uh, there's an actor that died really young. And in the 50s, his name was Sal Mineo. Okay. okay. I've seen some pictures of Sal Mineo right side by side with Joshua Bernard. My God, that kid looks exactly like Sal Mineo. So Sal is really his, his father and Maurice Bernard is not. Just look him up. That dude died in the 50s. Look mm-hmm. him up. Sal Mineo. <laughs> okay. Josh Bernard looks just like him, folks. Yeah. yeah. Look at him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, you I know, I mean, I don't, I don't really know that. where what, what's happening with oh, it or where it's going. But he's a baby. Maybe he, maybe Sal Mineo's kid. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, the dog dude died in the 50s. It's not possible. They, they froze his spermies. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Actually, I think young Joshua looks like a very, very good combination of Paula and Mo. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. He does. He's definitely their kid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding beyond <laughs> all kidding. Um, so I don't know. I, I would like I would like to see what Adam's like when he's not turned up to ten. Because we're very good very much always kind of getting an intense scene or an intense performance about something from him and there's not really any moments it of would, calm it would be nice to see um, see a a depiction of him not in angst yes you know so uh you know i'm looking forward to seeing what happens next i guess you know in, until we can see what happens until one of his parents comes through to continue to turn the screws or whatever it is that's going to happen um i don't really know what to say uh as it stands right now adam is is has not been introduced to us or treated as a full-fledged new character who's going to run off and have his own point of view on things he's very much jocelyn's friend from college yeah and with that i'm expecting this to be what jocelyn does in this situation not what is happening to adam Honestly, it, if, as if continuing down the road, and they and they have some kind, you know, uh, I'm more interested in Dex helping him than Joss. Well, there you go. But it's about yeah. the established characters, not yeah. about what Adam is doing. This isn't. Yes. While while it could be some a plot point involving Adam, it's not Adam's story. It's going to be Dex and Joss's story, Trina's story, whatever. Whoever gets pulled into the greater ramifications of what happens next. Mm-hmm. And it could be even as simple as we're cutting you off and Joss says, well, you're going to come live with me then. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't It'll know. be interesting to see what they do. <laughs> uh, Jeannie says that Sal died in 1976, mother. He died in 76? That's what Jeannie says. More than that. You know, Jeannie could he lie. He died like early. And the Melissa thinks that Sal Minio was gay, so he probably didn't uh, father Joshua Bernard. <laughs> well, Sandra says that Adam is still a mystery, and, and so and he would have to have sperm that lives a long time, huh? 
Just freeze them. It'll be okay. Um, Sandra says that Adam is still a mystery, and so is Dex. Uh, we're learning a little bit more about Dex, too. So, you know, uh, maybe, maybe there is going yeah. to be a connection there. You know, maybe maybe Dad will come well, into sure. town, and Dex will be like, Uncle Stanley? You know? Well, you know, Dex is, I mean, there's been lots of rumor of this. Could be that Dex's dad will soon be in town. <laughs> Jeannie says she looked it up on Google. Well, thank you very much for being the research department, Jeannie. Oh, yeah. I appreciate I, it. And the only reason why I thought he died in the 50s is because I remember my mom mentioning him and she, she thought she thought Sal Mineo was a good was a was a good actor. That's the only reason why I even recognized his name. But you look at those photos of Joshua Bernard and Sal Mineo. <laughs> yes, you can see a distinct resemblance. It's a, like a doppelganger kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Trina. Mm -hmm. We mentioned Curtis. Mm -hmm. We mentioned Cyrus. Yeah. Um, Robert and Diane seems to uh, still be um, uh, tumultuous. Yes. She told him on Friday when she got up. I'm not going to be doing it with me. I won't be with you. I'm not going to be busy with you. Now, uh, yeah. now, I guess that's the interesting, uh, inevitable aspect of the relationship is when they are standing on the other sides of a particular case. Well, Robert was pretty antagonistic with her, too. He was trying to push her buttons. Well, see, that's the thing, too, because it's not because Diane and, and Alexis are best good friends and they've stood across the courtroom from each other many a times because it mm -hmm. doesn't get antagonistic outside of the courtroom and right. diane being diane i don't know how much carolyn hennessy has influenced on what she says or if it's just her interpretation of every single script that she gets and it's just all her and her talent mm -hmm. but diane has no patience for that no diane's assertive so you're not going to talk to me like this regarding this. You know, oh. we, we can go to the battlefield in the courtroom all we want. But when we're at this coffee table, we're dating. Exactly. And the difference between and the difference between our our Alexis and Diane is when it comes to being a lawyer, they're both really good. They're both sharks. Mm -hmm. But Alexis can be a fool for a man. And not Diane. Not Diane. No. Alexis will Alexis the character of Alexis will actually tell you yeah my taste for men is in a stinky spot <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she has freely said so <laughs> said so before skydiving and kissing right yes. even as recently as that saying I just don't have the greatest track record um mm -hmm. Mr. Ms. Bumblebee hello Ms. Bumblebee <laughs> Ms. Bumblebee says I wonder how Nicholas Alexander Chavez would look if he gets a perm I don't know what he would look like if he got a perm, but if you take a look at him right now and you take a look at the photo that came out of him on set, he is ready to play this role. Mm -hmm. He's got the haircut already. It's it's a different color. It's darker right now or on GH it's darker, but the haircut is the haircut he and has I on the show. And I'm not, I, I'm not sure <laughs> which Menendez brother is he playing? He's playing the, um, he's playing one of the Menendez brothers. Well, there's only two of them. There's the older one. There's the younger one. I think he's playing the older one. The older one is taller. Uh, Monster season two. Uh, I remember that court case very well. It was very, yes. very well publicized as it was going on, that court case. Nicholas Alexander the... Chavez Menendez. Cooper Koch, Nicholas Chavez. 
the two of them. Ah, that HGH. Well, what we didn't what we didn't talk about was this, Matt. We we talked about SMA, but we didn't talk about the fact that Spence. Oh yes, got well, that girl's number. He said he. I mean, he said Spence. Mm-hmm. And that man, she screwed it up right there. She screwed it up twice. And her actually, I didn't really notice a big difference in Avery Pole and and just the way he, she delivered her lines. You know, when she was not remembering, she used to look down a lot. She always yeah. looks. If she always looked guilty. Where this time, now when she was talking to Spencer, she was looking him straight in his eye, and she had a little this going on as well, she was yeah, because because she's Esme again. Well, Esme, I mean, the old Esme also had a uh, persecution complex. Like what what, yes. we, what we've seen from Esme is what we saw before, which is she's not good at this. Yeah, and 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 you know that was that that perked his ears right away yeah and then but she then said spence she and left to him as when she referred to him as spence mm -hmm. oh he was like oh hell girl you remember every damn thing yeah i mean that that led into those flashbacks all the abusive flashbacks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i'm really not sure which menendez he's playing i cannot quickly find an easily readable answer okay because when it comes to a menendez brother i don't really think it matters which one you're playing no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but I think um, what he's tall, though. I, you I know, really Nicholas no is kind of tall. Um, I, was there a big beefy one and one that was kind of skinny? There was a taller one that was skinny. The older one is taller and skinnier. Okay, well, then he's playing the beefy one. So then the younger one. I don't know if that's Lyle or Eric. Well, I, I don't I don't know either. But I but as far as how he looks and what he and of course, I'm not seeing a scene because it's not done yet. But he looks more like the younger one. I have no clue. I honestly, yes. honestly, I'm well, I remember what these two boys right look now. like very distinct. I can close my eyes and see both of their faces. Mm -hmm. I, I he missed looks that more whole like thing. the younger one. You know, if it, if it happened in my lifetime, I wasn't old enough to know what was going on. So I, I really don't. Well, it did happen in your lifetime. But you were a kid. You didn't even yeah. watch these two fools that killed their parents. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I was very uh, unattached to what it is. I know. I understand that they're crazy people. You know, but they had they the, even... the, the, inf the, the, the what was it? The influenza? What was it, the rich fluenza? Oh, what do they call it? Um, oh, that. Uh, the, 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 where, you know, where you're sick because yeah. you're rich and you just don't understand. Yeah, but that, that was a, that was a defense for another criminal. Not well, yeah, I, but it's like the same concept of, well, it they're, is. They're, it they're is. so rich, their feet weren't on the ground and they killed their parents. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know how close they are to getting out. Maybe, maybe they're going to get out. I mean, there, that, there has been some people that have, you know, trying to like help the Menendez brothers get out because, a lot of people feel like, yes, they did the wrong thing and they flipped out, but they uh, were very, very abused little yeah. boys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say it in the microphone right now. I'm probably not going to watch it. I really am terribly uninterested in the Menendez brothers story being reenacted I am gonna on watch Netflix. It. I am going to watch it because I am going to be interested in watching it. I am going to be very interested in seeing our young Nicholas and yeah. how... And what kind of chops he's got when he gets off the prospect block. I am sure I'll check out some of it, but I am not somebody that's like. No, I'm know. sure I could see you watching scenes of that, but not necessarily. Oh, yeah, for, sure. Of for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, let's see here. Um, I remember when Bobby read Lucky the Riot Act about him venting to Luke and Laura about the uh, S.A. when it happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when they revisited the uh, Luke and Laura 
storyline in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucky being very unhappy. Or Bobby and, and L- I don't know. Anyway, all kinds of drama happening there. And I believe that storyline actually kind of came at the insistence of Jeannie Francis a little bit, where she's like, guys, we really need to fix I this. I, I do remember it all, but I don't remember what the, you know, how uh, anything, um, how anybody felt about it. Yeah. 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 Um, I have no idea what you people, uh, Tyrone and all of that, I don't know what you're referring to. Um, so I just won't read it. Apparently he's playing Lyle Menendez, says Del J. Okay. So there's that. There's that. Take that as facts, folk. It came from the uh, 10th floor chat room, so it must be true. There's only but only truth here on the tenth floor. Everything well, to walk away we with. We 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 try to tell the truth. Now we might not know what we're talking about. And there's a very good possibility of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the only thing that we haven't talked about. Last thing, I guess we can mention, and it's the most exciting thing. It's also super old now. Um, you 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 kind of get what you want, what you've been seeing, Mama, between Marshall and and, and Stella. I know. Up to a point where they kind of don't know how to behave around each other anymore. And yes, it kind they're of blows very uncomfortable. Yeah. They're so uncomfortable now, aren't they? Yeah, because it's like they did, the, like they, I don't know. I don't even know. Because I don't want to say this is something that they had been longing for and been thinking about for a long time. But something that they didn't expect to happen, and it did. And now they're just like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's not too late. Even though I know some people aren't a fan, but I do want Stan Stella to be his mother. I just do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, chat's also saying, oh, Lucky's coming back. I haven't seen anything about that. I don't think Lucky's coming back. I don't see. Oh, not. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Um, because I know that I have not heard even this uh, peep about Jonathan Jackson wanted to wanted to, do, to be lucky again. I could see them possibly, maybe, I, I don't know. I just don't see room for Lucky right now, really. But if they did, perhaps it would be a recast. They have recast Lucky on more than one occasion. Lucky is recast by Jacob Young. What kind of old article are you reading, Melissa? That happened 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can tell you guys, I don't know if you all watched, but, um, and I loved Jacob Young when all my children is Jr. Well, he sunk it up. As lucky. lucky. It's like true, true. I, I know. So, you know, when it comes down to it, and I, I sound like people who are big Tyler Christopher fans when I say something like this, because, you know, they would they would feel the same way. Um, why bring the character back if it's not going to be? Um, but why bring the character back if it's not going to be Jonathan Jackson? I mean, I'm, I'm all, I don't care if they bring Lucky back, even if they recast him, if they recast him well and give him good story. But honestly, with General Hospital right there, where they're at right now in 2024, I, if Steve Burton weren't coming back, I'd say, yo, yeah, maybe. But, mm. <laughs> I don't think so. So, you know, I just, I don't think Jacob Young and is returning. All they're putting all their eggs in one basket when it comes to Steve Burton? No. But are they putting a few in the basket for Steve Burton? Yes. And then um, <laughs> um, I think Angela last week or at some point in our podcasting career with Professor Angela had mentioned that Jacob Young um, had gotten in some like ingo t- type trouble, which is having a poor attitude. Well, 
Yes, I could see that. And to be honest with you, with I know, because I know what, you know, what he's capable of doing on screen. I could understand why he might have a little bit of attitude. The reason why it stunk it up wasn't because of his quality of acting. Is the story they were telling about Lucky at the time. Uh, yeah, I guess he would, you know, uh, somebody in the chat said he was just getting beat up a lot during that time. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I don't know these people in real life, so I really couldn't say. Um, now, when when Lucky was a drug addict and messing with Maxie and Maxie manipulating him and all that stuff, that was that was Greg Vaughn. Yes. Um, I think that the two most accepted actors who have played Lucky has been Greg Vaughn and Jonathan Jackson. But when it comes down to it, unlike Nicholas, I guess, I don't think they've really had a truly successful recasting of Lucky. I don't think so either. I think they have with Nicholas. I think they've I had think so. successful recastings of Nicholas, but not, not Lucky yet. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see Frisco. I mean, there's all kinds of different people we'd love to see, right? Well, we might be. You never know. We might see Frisco because they, you know, General Hospital is quite well known for the dropping a name, dropping a name, dropping a name. If they do it too much, that means that they're coming back for at I least mean, a... We just saw and they Jason. Have done, they have done a lot of dropping name of Frisco. They have. Not nearly as... Not so much for me to really say. They'd have to drop it a few more times for me for me to go. Hey, something's in the water. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't foresee it. I don't, I don't see it either. I mean, maybe. I mean, Steve Burton's probably you, expensive, so <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't think he'd be super cheap. Um, I, I, I wonder if there's going to be some more folks leave the show though. Do you, you think know. that there will be? I do. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We we, we, we haven't had a, a major building blow up or a disease come through town in quite some time. Mm -hmm. You know, the hook killer came through, but wasn't particularly successful at killing people. No, a lot of people, more people survived than yeah, died. Yeah, more people got scratched and got sick. Yep. <laughs> Especially when they came up with that antidote, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, Marsha Green looked up a picture of Sal Minio and yes, looks just like Joshua Bernard. Does! So good call, Ma. Good call. Uh, Ms. Bumblebee is trying to start a riot in the chat by saying that, uh, did anyone always think that Nicholas Alexander Chavez was a weak Spencer? You're starting to drink, trying to start a riot, but you know what, Ms. Bumblebee, that riot's not gonna, not gonna catch fire here in this chat room. Um, no, I actually thought that Nicholas Chavez did a pretty good job as Spencer. I think that he did a great job of being Spencer until he was cast in a new project and lost all interest in General Hospital. I agree. Um, I think that it's very obvious that once he started to put on the weight, it's because he was putting on the weight for a reason. And he had mentally moved on from being so excited to be a star in a soap to being mentally excited to being a star on Netflix and where that could take him from there. He had finished emotionally with General Hospital and did not put as much effort into his performances as he had when he first started. That is my opinion. I agree with you. However, I thought that scene he had with Esme was pretty good last week. That doesn't mean that he hasn't tried, right. but he hasn't tried as hard. He doesn't have the same viv for it. Yeah. 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 
that's but, that's just how I feel about it. But I, it's really, you know, as far as like Spencer goes, I don't really feel like I have anybody to to compare um, Nicholas to, because the last Spencer we saw was a child. Yeah. Not not playing an adult, he was playing a child still. Yep. So you can't you can't look at you know you can't compare him to uh, Mr. Bitchell. Yeah. To Mr. Chavez. Yes, understood. I, so. I understood. I understood. Hey, Marsha. Marsha says that NAC is not weak at all. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> not weak at all. Not a moment's weakness. Never, not once. Ah. He's always been strong, strong as steel. Nicholas Alexander. Uh, I Chavez hope says. you know. I hope that um, um, the effect on stardom on Nicholas Chavez doesn't make him um, so. Uh, pretentious that he don't think his stuff stinks. Wait, I want to see a General Hospital poster in his memorabilia room for when he does a special in 10 years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Big picture of him and Sprina. Or him and Trina. <laughs> uh, but I think if he does though. decide not to return, not to renew his contract or whatever, or not to sign something new, I, I, I do think that General Hospital will probably recast him and they might recast him pretty quickly depending on how uh when they know you know uh who knows who knows adele j says Ooh, that spencer yes. the character is kind of lost without direction but i love sprina no it's true it's true uh spencer 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 doesn't have direction he doesn't even have a job he's got no reason for being alive on the planet really um because he's not ace's dad he's you know trina's boyfriend but just as <laughs> her boyfriend um but but he he has no 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 real place he has no direction he's got no um intention for his existence and uh, the audience yeah. doesn't have and that and our our audience even though we're still you know there's lots of spring of people out there but the audience is not waiting for them to do it anymore nope. <laughs> not waiting for them to make that commitment anymore nope. that's been done Yes. So uh, basically, Spencer's on the way out. Trina's sticking around. We're going to move on to different things, and Sprina is coming to an end. And I don't mm -hmm. mean that with hate. I just mean that with fact. Yeah. The you only know? thing is, the only way for it not to come to an end is for them to recast him, I think. I think, Matt, I think you're right. I don't see young Nicholas coming back to General Hospital. If he does, it's going to be years from now when that shooting star. Didn't fly as high as he thought it would. Or if it does fly higher than he thought it would, then he would just won't. Then he'll be Sarah Michelle Geller. He'll be, you know, any number of these people who got their little start on daytime and went on to bigger and better things and never looked back to be Kendall again. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Didn't she do the special? Did she say something on the special? I feel like she said something on the special. Mm. Or maybe it was something else that she said something on. No, you're thinking of you're thinking of Emily. Maybe on the special Amber Tamblin. Yeah, maybe, maybe or college education or a vocation or a job or a career or any number of things that Della's suggesting that Spencer needs. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ms. Bumblebee concludes. Uh, Spencer is always a simp when he's with Trina. You know, I think that we're just trying to. That's what we're trying to do here, Ms. Bumblebee. He's a simp for life. Okay, life simps him out. I don't even really know what that means. I'm so away from the youth zeitgeist of language 
I don't know what that means either. You know, I think it means a simple person. Like he simps out, like he, he becomes, uh, oh, he whipped. Oh, okay. I, th I think that might be the new, new. Oh, the new, the well, new I understand whipped. that term. The new whipped. Um, I, I think, <laughs> I think. Okay. I think. Confirm for me, um, Bumblebee, have you heard whipped? Does it mean simplistic? Does it mean whipped? Whipped. Does it mean both? Because, uh, you know. I think I think that we uh, we've just moved on as a culture from from referring to whipping people in, in general, you know, so I think we just picked a new term and that's simp. OK, listen, I don't know. I, I'm not a youth anymore. And when I, I was yeah. a youth, I, I didn't I need know the glossary of, of slang, teenage slang today to understand. Like, or maybe, you know, actually, my grandson's 10 years old now. I could probably I could probably pick his brain and he would tell me he's 10 <laughs> going on 15 going, going on 15. He got a little, little oh, fuzz here. Oh boy! And oh. It, suddenly he's a grew like that. <laughs> no, his voice is, is not whipped with Trina. I his voice kind of sounds like Sunny after he's coughed a bit. I <laughs> 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 Oh, um, uh, now, 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 Bumblebee, Bumblebee is just contributing facts, facts to to okay. to the chat. Bumblebee here says. If GH would have kept Nicholas Betchel, Bechtel, I think it is, uh, mm -hmm. he would have continued to grow up on the show and become adult Spencer eventually. You know, uh, Bumblebee, there is no way to argue that if they did keep Nicholas Bechtel on the show, he would have grown up and continued to be Spencer. There's no way anybody can tell you that you were wrong over mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But it didn't happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and the young man didn't mature physically as fast at the same rate as the others. Simpering? Did. What is he? What's simpering? Sorry, I don't know. What simpering as either. Simp is sort of for simpering. I've never heard that word before in my life. Is it one of those old words that the young people are like? You know, I, I was studying the thesaurus and I came up with this really cool word that we're going to turn into slang. You simp. <laughs> But of course, that's a Melissa response, so she could just be t making a joke. She could be hit. That could just be a Melissaism. It's a Melissaism. It's a Melissa one line. Simpering, simmering fool. Uh... <laughs> All right. It's it's like one ten. We've been doing this for like two hours. Yeah, I think it's time to jump up. I think it's time. We talked about all the names I wrote down on my notes. Hey, you guys, next week when we do Days for Dummies, yeah. we have an announcement on that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. 30-minute countdown on that show? It's a 30-minute countdown next week on Days for Dummies live at 9 a.m. Pacific time here on YouTube on the 10th Floor channel. And you know yeah. what that means? There's a 30-minute countdown. That, don't, that really only ever means one thing. So come in and, and hang out with, for us, with us and enjoy that, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? And since we're doing it on Days for Dummies, you can almost guarantee it not have anything to do with General Hospital. No, 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 no. But the announcement that we're going to make tomorrow at 9 a.m. is going to be something that impacts the 11 a.m. time slot. So you're going to have to tune in to find out exactly what's going on there. Yes. <laughs> NAC yes. is out of here, says Daisy. You're right. Uh, it means affected, affectedly coy or ingratiating. 
if effectively coy or see this is why i also don't like looking up the definitions of words because then you have to look up the definitions of the words that define the word you're trying to figure out i know well that kind of but i can i can go with the pw on that definition the, P, the pw yeah what does that mean you know the whipped oh oh i see <laughs> i see effectively <laughs> coy or ingratiating effectively coy that, that's what i'm effectively that's what I'm getting hung up on. Like the effect of if the effect of Trina makes Spencer coy or ingratiating, then yeah, that's whipped. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's it. We're getting on the elevator. We're getting on. The, you guys are getting just as silly on the uh on the hey Nathan. <laughs> you're 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 joining us just as we're we're getting you know you're you're stepping on the elevator going down. So if you're going up to the eleventh or twelfth floor to the or to the roof, you're gonna have to wait for the next car. If you're going down to the parking garage, you could join us on this elevator as we say goodbye. Uh, the question of the day was Jackie Zeman or Jackie Zeman, and the options were Jackie Zeman or Jackie Zeman. Uh, with seventy nine percent of the vote, vote, Jackie Zeman beat Jackie Zeman by twenty one percent. So congratulations <laughs> to Jackie Zeman. One hundred percent of the audience has chosen you. <laughs> And you know, I'm so glad you 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 chose us for 40 years on the air. Yes, yes. Thank you very much for that, Jackie Zeman. We wouldn't have been able to enjoy Bobby Spencer for as long as we did if it wasn't for your contributions. That's right. You were there for the cast, you were there for the characters, and you were there for us. And we couldn't ask for anything more. So thank you once again. Uh, with that, we'll see you at 9 a.m. next week for Days for Dummies. 30 minute mm -hmm. countdown in the Days for Dummies show. Not a 30 minute countdown in this one. Nope. Um, like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Mm -hmm. Please do. Jump with us into this elevator as we go back all the way down to the first floor. We're going to get into our cars and we're going to turn our radios to previous episodes of the 10th floor, which you can find on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you can't find it on your favorite podcasting platform, you can reach out to us on Twitter at 10th floor GH and I'll point you in the right direction. And while you're there, you can just participate and enjoy the soap chatter that happens mm -hmm. in our account. Uh, buy me a coffee. You know, or, you know, you could send us, you know, chip us a little $5 tip on buy me a coffee. Okay. Mm -hmm. Buymeacoffee.com slash 10th dash floor you can buy a t-shirt somewhere in print fights i don't know somewhere i don't know how to link it while i'm talking uh <laughs> oh oh uh, super chats are still active so if you want to you know flip a little 199 you can do that as well support the channel help continue to bring the 10th floor to you uh the more we have the better we look the better we look the better we feel the better we feel the more attractive we are to being able to talk to people who might want to be around <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's it. Go spend some time with your families. I've been Matt. I've been Kat. And we'll catch you next time right here on the 10th floor. Goodbye. Bye.